What's your dream? What's your goal? What's your motivation? What's important to you? What's your passion? What can you do to change the world? This is What's Involved. Conversations with thought leaders and change makers from around the world. Hear stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate people like you to live your life, find your passion, and live your dream. Together, we can all bring positive change to our world. Now, here's your host, David Watts. And once again, it is What's Involved, another special guest. I love getting to chat to the people that I chat to. Uh, my special guest today is, uh, name, her name is Angela Santi. And uh, she's all about being, uh, living in Dolce Vita and Dolce Vita leadership and lifestyle design. Welcome, Angela. Hi, David. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm so excited to be at, uh, at your show. It's absolutely wonderful. Look, it, it caught my attention straight away when, when I saw this uh, uh, Dolce Vita lifestyle, because if, if my Italian's okay... Uh, Dolce Vita is basically the good life. Is that right? Yeah. The, the, um, the translation is the sweet life, the literal translation, but in fact, and we will discover it later, Dolce Vita is a way more expansive concept than just that. Fantastic. So before we get into all of that though, Angela, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I know that you're, you're, uh, Italian. I think you, you live in Northern Italy, don't you? Exactly. I'm living in a wonderful city called Bologna, where really um, creativity, productivity, and the good life, the highest quality of life collide. So it's exactly the sweet spot. Wonderful. Now, tell us about your journey, because right? you weren't always all about uh, la dolce vita and lifestyle design. So Tell me a bit about Angela as a, as a youngster and growing up. All right. So Angela is a disciplined rebel. And this is a very nice, uh, what I find a very nice um, way of defining me that was created by a person that was working with me. So what, what do I mean for that? So I, yeah, it's true. Uh, I wasn't always about La Dolce Vita from the business side, but I was about La Dolce Vita for my, uh, what I wanted to live. And I actually live La Dolce Vita for almost all my life because I come from a family of entrepreneurs since many generations. So I really had the opportunity to have a wonderful lifestyle, to do whatever I wanted. I, I could... Uh, travel all over the world. And I'm talking about the 70s and the 80s, you know, of the last century. So it wasn't that common. So I really had a lot of fun and, uh, and many, many, many adventures and beautiful um, experiences. So um, then I went working in my family business that at that time was one of the 10 largest uh, groups in the um, distribution of luxury cars. So the Ferrari, the Maserati, you know, all the beautiful, and it was a Dolce Vita in a way. So, and I, when I was working there, I was in charge of, um, I would call it now uh, change management. And at the time it was like organizational 
development and HR development. So I was the one who created, you know, the Dolce Vita environment for uh, our employees. And I was also sitting in the board of directors. So everything was great. But in a way, as I'm a high performer, I was also pushing, pushing, pushing it to the max. And then um, when the crisis, 2008 crisis came, the business collapsed. Um, so because all the automotive, well, at least in Italy, the automotive industry collapsed and, you know, we were big and, you know, all the stuff. So I really started from scratch. And at that time I decided to really, um, reassess my skills and my value and create something for myself that was really aligned with who I am and what I take, uh, I care for. So this is how my Dolce Vita consulting was born. And um, what I want to tell you is that it wasn't always this way, even the consulting, because I started as an independent contractor for organizational and HR development. And, um, but I wasn't that happy. So I decided to change uh, a few times. And finally, I really created this business that is aligned with who I am 100% and the way I function. And it's an online business. And now it's open, you know, for all over the world. I started working with Italians and now I'm working with people from all over. Which I think is absolutely wonderful. But let's let's talk a little bit about it. I mean, that must have been a huge blow to you when, when the, the family business collapsed. I mean, talk about Dolce Vita with the Ferraris and, and all of those luxury car brands. And I mean, it must have been very, very difficult. And then to be able to reinvent yourself. What made you think, okay, things have changed. I've now got to make a, a plan for myself. Yes, this is a very good question. So um, it was... It had been very, very difficult. And actually, it was a sort of a surprise because as we were so big, we really underestimated that uh, for, you know, like the big uh, companies, our company was in fact small, even though it was big for Italy. And um, so everything collapsed in nine months. So we didn't expect that and we didn't even think it was possible so at the beginning you know i was like oh it's it's unbelievable and what am i going to do so and the a thing that i would like to draw your attention into is that i was so committed to what i was doing that i was identifying myself with my role in business so when i lost my family business i also lost my identity in a way so um it was really, really tough. Then uh, what made me shift was, first of all, I had no choice of reinventing myself. Uh, and then it was also my being, how can I say, I've always loved the unknown, the, the adventure, and I've always put myself in challenges. So now I was like, okay, you wanted challenges. Now you have a real one. So. Um, I decided to really say, who am, do I want to be? Do I want to be the victim who is complaining? Do I want to be, you know, or do I want to roll up my sleeve and create something that is really aligned with who I am and what I want? Because I tell you, as I was saying before, and I mentioned it a little bit 
the life with the company business was amazing. And it was a Dolce Vita in a way from the outside because, you know, all the luxury and the events and, you know, the beautiful people, et cetera, and all the, you know, the means that I have and I could do whatever I wanted, but it wasn't really aligned with hundred percent with my values. So I said, okay, let's do it and, and let's try it. So, and I always, you know, I'm curious and I want to, and I like to challenge myself and try it. Wonderful stuff. Well, I want to get into a little bit about uh, what the actual process is and, and how you develop that. So let's do that in a little bit. Uh, this is what's involved. My special guest is Angela Santi. Uh, she's about uh, all about the Dolce Vita uh, leadership, and she's also a lifestyle designer, and she caters to the top tier of people. So we're very lucky that she's chatting to you and I today. We'll be back with more What's Involved in just a bit. We'll be right back with more What's Involved. David would love to hear from you. To leave a voice message, visit whatsinvolved.com and click drop me a voice note. And we're back. My special guest is Angela Santi. Uh, we're talking about Dolce Vita Leadership. Now, I love, Angela, where you describe yourself as a disciplined rebel because it seems like such a contradiction in terms. And, you know, that, and then you said to me just before the break, you said to me that, uh, you know, you, it's all about your values, your purpose. And, you know, that to me is fascinating. So, so talk to me about that because people listening now might go, oh, yeah, it's okay for you, Angela. You came from um, a family that was already successful. Uh, you're born in Italy, and we all know that Italians have wonderful lives. Uh, you know, so it's not, it's what wouldn't be that hard for you to live la dolce vita. So tell me hmm. about that. Um, yes. Well, it's not living, coming from um, a wealthy family is tricky, actually because you are already living la dolce vita so you are not as you said so you are really in your comfort zone okay so you are not really moved by you know like making your life better because your life is already at your best what is difficult is to maintain la dolce vita and it's also to develop a business um, that is founded on La Dolce Vita. Because nowadays things are changing, fortunately, because of the great, whatever we want to call it, resignation, reset, reassessment, whatever. But we know that uh, the values that are taught in business are only that of go, 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 you know, work, work, work. Uh, your, you know, like business and duty comes first and then comes your Dolce Vita and yourself. So um, what I want to say is, what is La Dolce Vita? Let's go back again to what is La Dolce Vita and in life and in business. So La Dolce Vita, I said, you know, it's the sweet life, the good life. In fact, uh, it comes from the Italian lifestyle, which is a lifestyle, you know, that speaks of uh, slowing down, enjoying life, you know, like good food, wines and relationship, you know, like fun, freedom, romance. We have seen uh, the beautiful movie, a Roman Holiday, you know, that, uh, you know, that reminds of all this. But in fact, living La Dolce Vita and bringing La Dolce Vita in your business or at work 
means being in a state of grace, being in the flow, being committed and yet lighthearted. So how can you do that? So first of all, I developed this uh, methodology. And first of all, you have to define what La Dolce Vita is for you. There is no cookie cutter definition. Okay. So it can be something, you know, like living in the most luxurious experiences, but also something very simple, those small pleasures of life. There is no difference. I mean, no judgment. Okay. So first of all, I want you to define that and to assess, you know, how much Dolce Vita you are bringing or you are living in your life now. And also if your um, goals in business or at work are aligned with your lifestyle work, uh, and, and, and total well-being goals, which normally are not. So in the methodology that I have developed, and it's called the Dolce Vita methodology, I have created this four, what I call the four pillars. So they are vitality, illumination, techniques, and assets. And those four pillars are the foundations. Those four pillars have to be in service of your mission for life and in business. And that have to be in balance with themselves, like the wheels of a car that is bringing you to your destination. So do you want me to go a little bit deeper and, and discover with you what are, uncover with you what are the four pillars? Oh, I'd love that. Um, and and just, to, just to quickly go back a little bit, uh, if, if I can, Angela. Um, sure. When you talk about the Dolce Vita, and, and initially I said, yeah, but if, you, you, if you've got all of the the toys and the nice cars and the houses, um, that's Dolce Vita. Yet I've interviewed some very, very successful people and they are very, very unhappy. And all the things that they have still haven't led them to finding their true inner peace and happiness. And it sounds to me like that's part of the concept of uh, this uh, four pillars of La Dolce Vita. So, so let's go into that because I want to know. First, let's take let's let's just stop here and ask this question. You've worked with people already. How many people have you worked with and that are, are you know living and have been able to create this La Dolce Vita? Hmm. <laughs> oh, with many. Even though I am very choosy with my clients, so I really work with a handful of clients per year. So I would say many, but I, it's not hundred. It's like uh, less than a hundred people, and I really want to work with those who are really committed in creating something for themselves. Okay, so you made a great point, and the point is. La Dolce Vita is not an outside work, it's an inside out, and it's not having things, but it's being. It's the way you lead yourself, okay? Mm, okay, got it. Mm? Great. So should we uh, start having a look at, at what uh, your concepts are, your four pillars are? Let's, let's dive in. I'm fascinated to see how we can implement these all pillars in our lives. Sure. So the four pillars, I said Vita, which is life, 
is an acronym for Vitality Illumination Techniques and Assets. So what is vitality? Vitality is your well-being, is your brain power, is your health. So it's how you keep yourself vital and energized for creating what you want to create in the world. Okay, so it's it has to do with you know your habits, your uh, sleep, what you eat, your exercise, but also what you do for fun and freedom and all the things that create vitality for you. And this is the first and most important pillar. So you have to have in your schedule something every day that keeps you vital. Then we have illumination. And whereas the vitality is more um, something that you get with your body, the illumination is more spiritual. It has to do with your mindset, with your attitude, and it's your ability to be committed and yet lighthearted. It's uh, finding things that keep you um, inspired, you know, that lights you up. What to do must light you up. Okay, so I'm asking, for instance, my clients to assess if what you're doing is really lighting them up and what can they do to, you know, like bring this light into their, um, into their, what they're doing, into their activity, their daily activities, but also to bring more things that light them up. For instance, for me is like, reading something that I love, being with friends and family, and, you know, all this has to be part of your schedule because this is in the long run, and it, not even that long run, it is in service of your results and of your productivity in business. Then we have the techniques. So the techniques is uh, all the systems and strategies that enables you to implement what you want to implement. And of course, it has to do with uh, time management, you know, the hard stuff and with setting boundaries, with leadership, you know, and all those things and the habits that you create for yourself. And one of the concepts that I really have embraced is the concept of um, the compound effect by Darren Hardy. And it's a, you know, it's a, this concept that it's um, very much utilized in finance. So you invest a dollar, a euro or whatever your currency is. And then, you know, in the long run, and if you invest a dollar every day, it piles up and you create a fortune on it. So it's the same with the habits. So if you create baby steps, small habits, harmless habits, and stick to the habit every day, you go very far and it can be positive habits or negative habits. So sometimes you are, you know, not um, attaining what you want to attain and you don't know why. So take a look at your habits. Then the last pillar is your assets. So what are your assets? So it's your superpowers, meaning your skills, your ability, your mindset, you know, so your beliefs, what you believe can be an asset, but it can also be, uh, you know, like your enemy. So it's very important to look at this. And if everything else is working, but you're not getting to your goals, so probably there is something in your belief system that is not working. But the most important asset is yourself. So in my methodology, 
I'm asking you to prioritize yourself, to prioritize your pleasure. And this is really the leaving the Dolce Vita way and enable you to create great result by this. And then you can bring it to the company environment. But first you have to embody this La Dolce Vita way. Is it is it possible for, for anybody to embrace the Dolce Vita way? Uh, or, or do we have to be successful first? Mm, no, it's you can embrace La Dolce Vita and it's possible for everybody provided that you want to do that. So La Dolce Vita is, to me, is not an outcome of success, not a byproduct. It's the way you achieve success because you are acting in a state of flow. And when you're acting in a state of flow and doing what you love, you bring value to what you do and then you are successful. And what I want to say is also, you don't have to wait until you are successful or until the weekend to be happy, to bring joy and lightheartedness and bliss in your life. You can have it every day. Wonderful stuff. We are chatting to my special guest, Angela Santi. Uh, we're talking about uh, the Dolce Vita lifestyle, and we're going to get on to uh, a little bit about uh, the Dolce Vita leader. Is there such a thing? More from Angela when we come back. Hey, like what you're hearing? Share the podcast with your family and friends and spread the word. This is what's involved. And we're back. What's involved? It is my special guest is Angela Santi. And we're talking about uh, the Dolce Vita lifestyle. And it just, Angela, to me, it sounds like this wonderful dream. I mean, you know, can you be successful by being able to work smarter, maybe work less hours, enjoy what you're doing and, and be successful then? Because I've always heard if you're an entrepreneur, it's full-time, 16, 18 hours a day. You've got to work hard and you've got to spend your time working. This is not easy. So how do we, how do we get there? I mean, have we been taught wrong? Mm-hmm. Very good question. So let me tell you that um, La Dolce Vita is not about not working. It's not about the four hours a week, you know, four hours a week. So La Dolce Vita is really doing what you want. And it's, yes, to work smarter, being super focused when it comes to be focused and being able to bring joy and uh, to stop and not do. So um, there is an interesting concept. So you said, you, have we been taught wrong? No, I mean, it's a cultural thing. So uh, here it's uh, La Dolce Vita. It's important to remember and to know that La Dolce Vita comes from the time when Italy was being reconstructed after the Second World War. So people were really working very hard and Italians are hard workers. So if you think about all the immigrants, you know, that from Italy went to United States and all over the world to Switzerland and whatever, very, very hard workers, but Italians are able to enjoy themselves. So during La Dolce Vita, they were working and also they were looking for pleasure and never postponing pleasure. So 
um, where it comes from. It comes from our origins. So from the Latins, from the Roman Empire, and also from the, the Greek and Roman philosophers. So what those philosophers were teaching was the alternation of what in Latin is called otium, which means leisure, or even more challenging for idleness, and negotium. Negotium was the active life. So what the Romans did were really to alternate this work and or activity and inactivity. And we have to say that, of course, during the Roman Empire, the, the free men weren't really working. They were very much engaged in the public life. They wanted to do good for the people or they were working um, as like military because they were conquering the, the empire and they created the biggest empire in the world by this alternation. So when they weren't working, they were also letting things go, letting things percolate, doing something pleasant. They were going at the spa, discussing with, you know, like philosopher, with people, etc. And this enabled them to um, really process things Okay, if you are on the go, go, go mode, on the work, 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 on, you know, you are spinning your wheels and never stopping, you are not allowing yourself the time to process things. And um, so the not giving yourself permission to stop is very much uh, coming from the Protestant culture, whereas, you know, a smoother is from the Catholic pro. It, it's not a good or a bad one. It's just history. It's what culture is. Okay. Now, what is then a Dolce Vita leader? And 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 how? I mean, I'm just thinking here in in South Africa where I'm based. If if somebody um, was living uh, Le Dolce Vita as a leader, a CEO, a CFO, whatever the case may be. They would not be popular because all of the workers would sit there and go, hang on a second. We are working ourselves to death here. And look at you, you're taking afternoons off. And so, so how does one become a Dolce Vita leader? Okay. So a Dolce Vita leader in South Africa, which is a wonderful country, by the way, that I really love. So for me, it would be a Dolce Vita being <laughs> living in South Africa as well. So is a leader that is super committed when it comes to be super committed. And don't get me wrong, we know as entrepreneurs, as CEO, that there are moments where you have to go like hands on and work, work, work. So, uh, but even when you are super busy and super committed with what you want to create, you can do something with the way you behave, with the way you think. So you are light-hearted and you give yourself permission to create some small Dolce Vita moment if you cannot take, or if you could be, you know, like seen as very unpopular if you take like a, a half day off. Sometimes you take it, sometimes you don't. And it's not about what you do from the outside, but from the approach that you have for things. And let me tell you that when you embody this Dolce Vita way, 
and you give yourself permission to really alternate, you know, this doing and not doing. And the not doing can be very short moments of time because maybe time is short for you at this moment in life, okay? Things are way better and you can become, you can embody this. So as a leader, you know that the way you behave at uh, work in your company determines the company uh, culture, the organizational culture, the morale of your people. So when you understand that you are a person, you are a human being with needs, um, you can also understand that you are dealing with human beings and not with machines, okay? So a Dolce Vita leader is a really a renaissance leader, is a human-centric leader. It doesn't it hasn't to do with not do not you know not working but working in a way that's respectful of yourself how you function and also respectful for other people okay that makes a lot of sense because we we are definitely you mentioned the the great resignation and i think that was coined first in in uh, in america but worldwide we're experiencing this where people who've uh, due to covid been locked down been unable to go into the office, had to work from home. A lot of them have gone, I don't really want to go back to the office. I want to be able to work from here or have a blended mode or something. And I know in South Africa here, a lot of the, a lot of the leaders are going, oh, no, you don't, because you're just going to sit on your bum and do nothing if you're, if you're at home. And I want to see you in the office and you have to be there from nine to five. You're saying... The Dolce Vita leadership and the leadership style, and if you can bring that into your company, is going to make that kind of friction a little easier to deal with? Uh, I believe so. So another thing, you brought up a very, very interesting point. So not all roles can be uh, done or performed remotely. So... Uh, I can understand leaders that want to see their people at work, okay? But having, and this is very Italian as well, the typical Italian leader wants to see people. But I say, let me tell you, seeing a person sitting at the desk doesn't mean that they are working, doesn't mean that they are producing. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with you. (laughs) Okay. It doesn't mean that they are happy and motivated and they can be much more performative. So uh, so I would, as a Dolce Vita leader, I would assess, you know, what is possible to do to meet my people's needs and the company objectives, okay? So, and I would bring the, uh, well, first of all, I would bring the vision again and reiterate it all the time in front of my people, because at the end of the day, they have to be aligned with the vision. And I would choose people that are aligned with my value. And La Dolce Vita is very much about value alignment. Of course, you already have some employees that are not aligned and you 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 cannot change the company or turn it upside down. So we know that we have to do with what we have, but you also want to assess what are your people value and you want to know your people from a personal standpoint, from a human being, from human being 
and uh, discover them one-on-one and connect from the heart and the soul and who understand who is working with you. So if we want to bring the four pillars inside the company, we can see that the vitality is the organizational well-being, illumination is how people are performing. So it's also their motivation and having the right person performing the right task. Okay, techniques are all the hard stuff. Again, strategies and systems and whatever that you can put in place and assets are your people and are their skills. And at the end of the day, of course, your assets is also what you, your product and what you create. But if people go away, you are losing know-how and you are losing assets. So think about how is it costing you to lose a person and how is it costing you to create a Dolce Vita environment day by day? Wonderful. My special guest is Angela Santi talking about uh, the Dolce Vita lifestyle, the Dolce Vita leadership. Uh, and well, we've almost run out of time. So when I come back, I'm going to be uh, wrapping it up with Angela uh, and uh, just finding out how we can get some more Dolce Vita into our lives. This is what's involved. Back in a bit. You're listening to What's Involved with David Watts. Have you been to our website? Check it out, www.whatsinvolved.com. And while you're there, click on the coffee mug icon and buy David a cup of coffee. He'll love it. And we're back with What's Involved and my special guest, Angela Santi. Uh, We've been talking about the Dolce Vita lifestyle and uh, how to be a Dolce Vita leader. Angela, before before I let you go, if somebody's listening now and they're going, okay, I've got this fatality. You've, you've spoken to me about that and um, these small these small habits. Um, I think James Clear wrote a, a book very uh, called Atomic Habits, which is also all about these little little uh, uh, improvements that you can make. If we do all of that, do you have some other advice um, aside from the habits? If I do the habits. But how should I feel? I mean, in, in and I'm sure it's the way, this way most of the world around. We never stop to have our, our tea time or our lunch time. Um, in fact, in, my, in our our business, we generally eat lunch at, at our desks while we're working. Is is it important to do things like that and to just go? Okay, hang on. Let me take ten minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, and just go and sit outside maybe and have my lunch. Yes, this is exactly what I would suggest you to do. And uh, it's very important because now what is important is to innovate, is to be psychologically detached from what you're doing because we are dealing with very difficult times. So if you're always sitting at the same desk, if you're always closed in a box, you will continue to think like your brain is trapped inside a box and you will never think out of the box. So think that la dolce vita habits or way of living is also helping you to create more innovation and to be a more effective leader, uh, a more effective decision maker. So definitely, yes, go and have your lunch outside. You don't have Time to get your lunch outside. Okay, go and have a coffee outside. It's just five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. And a very important thing that I would like to say is the Dolce Vita, I said before, is an approach 
to all aspects of life. Mm -hmm. So you are not your business. You are not your job. As I, you know, like, uh, was thinking or was believing in my, in my past. So you are not, you're something different. And it's very important that you are gentle with yourself. So whenever you are taking some time for yourself, think that it's something that is in service to your vision. It's in service of your, um, to your, uh, to your business and to your productivity. So be gentle and also be gentle with your failure. So this is a very important Dolce Vita tip that I want to, to, to tell you, to say. Okay, let's hear it. Mm, no, I mean, it, be gentle. Whatever you do, whatever you do, be gentle with yourself and prioritize yourself. You see, I was so busy thinking about what I want to do with this Dolce Vita. I missed that though. So thank you. Be gentle, be kind. Be gentle, be kind. Yes. And find things that give, bring you bliss. And for instance, think about what is something that you are missing that you were, you like to do and that you are not doing anymore and bring it into your life now without waiting for the weekend for tomorrow or for whenever you will be ready. Do it now and see what happens. Wonderful stuff. Um, Angela, just before we wrap it up with you, um, have you got any gifts uh, that you're going to be making available to our, our, our listeners? Yes, sure. Um, my listeners can assess how much Dolce Vita they are bringing into their life. And um, so I have created this Wheel of La Dolce Vita, which is a tool that is similar to the Wheel of Life. It's a very common tool in coaching. So you just have to uh, go to my to my to the link that you will be providing, download it, and complete this small test, and that will see how much Dolce Vita in every area of their life they are living and how these uh, areas are impacting within the um, each other. So, uh, and then I'm giving you also some tips to create more Dolce Vita into their lives. Wonderful stuff. Uh, do they just go and find that on the, on the website, Angela? Is it uh... Uh, on the link that I'm giving you? So it's not on my website. It's on a special link. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. The one that I've got in front of me. Okay, great yes. stuff. I'll put that in the, in the show notes. Okay. And, uh, if they want to go to my website, it's www.angelasanti.it like Italia. Italia, viva Italia. Angela, before I let you go, you've done a lot in your life and, and you've achieved a lot. Um, what's next for Angela Santi? Hmm. Next for Angela Santi is really, and I'm, it's not a next, it's I'm in the process of really spreading my word of La Dolce Vita into the world because this is the moment where La Dolce Vita is not a nice to have anymore. It's a must because now we have the opportunity to recreate the world uh, and recreate a better world where we can live and thrive and be happy. Wonderful stuff. Well, Angela, I wish you all the very, very best. Thank you for, the, for taking the time out and having a chat with us. Um, we'll put the, the address in the show notes so you can figure out where to go there. Otherwise, just uh, go visit her website. It's Angela Santi, which is A-N-G-E-L-A-S-A-N-T-I 
www.angelaangelo.it for Italy. And uh, there we go. Angela, thank you so much. Thank you very much, David. Hi, everyone. Viva la dolce vita and may you slow down, live blissfully and to the fullest. There we go. It wraps it up. Some great advice there uh, from my special guest, Angela Santi. To each and every one of you, look after yourselves. Take care and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to What's Involved. We hope this episode inspires you to find your passion and live your dream. Don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast. And to see what's happening, what's going on, and what's coming. Follow What's Involved on Facebook and Twitter at What's Involved. Thanks again for listening.